Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the DCP Digital 18 podcast. That's a hard hashtag to remember. Um, I'm here with Julian Childs, who's Head of development, uh, Digital Development and Evaluation at the Anna Freud Centre and Associate Professor at UCL. Julian, thanks very much for joining me. Um, I thought we would kick off by asking a question that really kind of picks up on a lot of the discussion here at the event today. So millennials know very little about pre-internet days permanently attached to their devices but many mental health practitioners find using technology more of a challenge both personally and in their practice do you think that cause a problem in mental health practice i think we do need to help practitioners um, in terms of training and clinical supervision so that they're able to use latest digital technology in everyday practice Um, and i think there is a real appetite for clinicians to be engaging with service users in the most a meaningful way for service users so I think there is a real appetite to be engaging with young people in a variety of different ways um, and at the centre we've been uh, developing some digital interventions uh, directly for young people uh, themselves so we're trying to give uh, them um, tools to empower them to be able to manage their mental health and care through digital technology. So a really good strategy I think is to put the power and the device in the hands of the client and then the professionals have to kind of work along with it. Tell us a bit about the production process that you go through then to produce those 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 tools those products so uh, we take a kind of multi-pronged approach so we try to use um, theory uh, and research evidence to inform the ideas that we want to take forward Um, and then really importantly we uh, prioritize co-production with young people parents carers and clinicians Um, so one of our tools power up is a good example of this uh, where we've just completed a feasibility trial where we developed a power up so um, this app is for young people in mental health services to use and also young people in the community more broadly to use Um, and it's really to empower them to be able to manage their mental health and care but also to give them a different way into clinical conversations when they're talking to those in their support network about their mental health needs Uh, so at the heart of power up is my people Um, so this is where young people enter those in their support network so parents teachers mental health professionals friends Um, young people then enter um, other functions of the app so for example there's a decision making tool where young people can enter a decision that they need to think about they can enter some pros and cons and then there's a visual uh, balancing scale that adjusts depending on what they've entered Um, and the aim of this tool is to really give young people a different way of thinking about a decision not using it coming up with the decision and that's what they rigidly have to stick to so they can flag entries in the app to someone in their support network that they've entered in the first my people section um, so we think this is a really um, a really good way of giving yeah, young people um, a different way of engaging in discussions about their mental health how do you come up with the ideas for what tools to develop in the first place so for power up uh, we did um, a systematic review of existing shared decision-making support tools um, and we drew heavily on the patient activation theory which states that for anyone to be able to manage their mental health and care they need to have the knowledge skills and confidence to be able to do so Um, so we drew on kind of that existing literature um, and then we did a range of um, patient and public involvement uh, workshops with young people 
parents, carers, and clinicians. Um, and as we so that was to get the the um, ideas. Um, and one of the really interesting ideas was um, the, uh, the my people suggestion and centering the app around this, which isn't how we had initially started the app. So we then um, because we were getting this feedback, we then had to kind of go back to the drawing board. So that was a really good example of how co-production had a meaningful impact on on power up, but it wasn't necessarily um, kind of straightforward to do. Um, so once we had developed initial prototype we then did kind of interviews and focus groups with young people and parents carers and clinicians to get further feedback sounds like a really interesting combination of kind of research evidence and and experience and um, kind of knowledge and values work I guess I remember talking to Mark Brown a few years ago who's done some work developing apps for young people saying that you really do need to start with a blank sheet of paper because actually the idea that you've got as a researcher or a clinician or a developer is not necessarily what young people want. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that the example of my people was, a, a, yeah, definitely um, wasn't something we had want, we had thought of starting with, um, but it was really good to, to have that feedback and that we were able to change change our designs um, another key piece of feedback had been to make the app as accessible as possible so we had wanted as it was a research study we wanted to kind of start quite small um, and just develop it on one platform um, but young people said that that wasn't that wasn't acceptable they wanted it to be available on multi-platforms so again we had to kind of go back um, and change that which um, you know I'm so pleased um, I'm so pleased we did that and it's much more accessible now than it would have been otherwise it's brilliant work. I'm really excited about listening to your talk later on. Thanks a lot for talking to me. Thanks, Andre.